Let's hear from God's word, shall we? It's found in Luke chapter 8, verses 19 to 35. Now, Jesus' mother's mother and brothers came to see him, but they were not able to get near him because of the crowd. Someone told him, your mother and brothers are standing outside wanting to see you. He replied, my mother and brothers are those who hear God's word and put it into practice. One day, Jesus said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side of the lake. So they got into a boat and set out. As they sailed, he fell asleep. A squall came down on the lake so that the boat was being swamped and they were in great danger. The disciples went and woke him, saying, Master, Master, we're going to drown. He got up and rebuked the wind and the raging waters, and the storm subsided, and all was calm. Where is your faith? He asked his disciples. In fear and amazement, they asked one another, Who is this? He commands even the wind and the way water, and they obey him. Thank you, Lord, for your word to us. So, today's passage shows us that Jesus' family includes more than just his uh, biological mother and brothers. Jesus says this, My mother and brothers are those who hear God's word and put it into practice. Jesus is seen here making a new sort of family. And what binds this family is not shared flesh and blood, but God's word. Jesus' family are those who hear God's word and put it into practice. You aren't part of this family because you have the right genetics, the right citizenship, the right expertise, the right social standing, or the right friendship group. You're part of Jesus' family only because you have heard God's word and have decided to live it. That's the only requirement. Now, on one level, this seems like it costs nothing. You know, this is free. It's a gift. It's not from anything we've earned. It's a gift. We're part of Jesus' family. But on another level, this costs everything. This demands so much of us that we follow God's word, that we follow it to the full. Because what God calls us to is often very, very challenging. It often takes us to places that we're not, uh, we might be afraid to go to. So it costs nothing. We're, we enter through grace, but it costs everything because we have to follow Jesus. Now, one of the questions I came to when I was reading this passage was, what does Jesus actually mean by God's word? You know, the answer actually isn't as simple as you may think, you know. It's, uh, so there could be a few answers to this, you know. Is it the Bible as we currently have it? Is it the Old and New Testament? Is that what Jesus means when he says God's word? Um, 
But of course, when Jesus was ministering, we didn't have the New Testament at that stage, so surely not. So is it, is it the Hebrew Scriptures? Is it the Old Testament? Um, that's the law, the prophets, all the writings that come in the Old Testament, the Bible that Jesus knew. Well, if either of those were true, the advice that Jesus would be giving would be, you know, read the Bible, do what it says. But whilst I think that's very important, I don't think this is what Jesus means right here. My sense is that the word of God is God's message to human beings communicated directly to them in different ways. So, uh, we see this throughout Luke's gospel. Earlier in uh, Luke's gospel, we see God's word as a sort of active character in the story. God's word comes to Mary. Um, The angel Gabriel says uh, she will have a son, and she is to call him Jesus. And Mary responds like this, Let it be done to me according to your word. God's word comes to Mary. She responds. God's word comes to Simeon and Anna, the prophets, who are shown that they will see the Messiah before they die. So, so when they see Jesus, when Jesus is brought to the temple, Simeon says, now let your servant go in peace according to your word. God's word uh, come, came to them and they responded. God's word comes to John the Baptist in the wilderness and tells him to prepare people for the coming of the Messiah. What we see is that God's word is, is God's own speech to human beings. And God's word at this time is pointing people towards Jesus, pointing them to to the Messiah. So, all of these people, Mary, Simeon, Anna, John, they seem to qualify as members of God's family, of Jesus' family. They've heard God's word, and they did what God told them. They put it into practice. And what he told them was ultimately to point to Jesus. Jesus himself is described as as speaking God's word. Jesus' teaching ministry has everyone on tenterhooks because he speaks with such authority. And now in this passage, we hear this this evening, we see that Jesus' word can even rebuke the wind and the waves, and they can be still. And the disciples wonder, who is this man? In all this, in all the the events surrounding Jesus, God is speaking to his people. He is even seen communicated through Jesus. And the message leads us to ask this really important question. Who is this man? Who is Jesus? Now, we have heard uh, that to be part of Jesus' family means hearing God's word and putting it into practice. We have heard that God's word is shown to point us towards Jesus, to ask the vital question, who is Jesus? Who is this man? Now, we can also see that, that God's word, hearing God's word and putting it into practice can actually feel like a real challenge. 
Jesus himself shows that following God is actually a challenge itself. Taking God's word seriously takes us into places which can be risky or even dangerous. And I think the truth of this is shown by the storm. The disciples who had chosen to follow Jesus to be part of his new family are showing that to hear God's word takes us out into the depths with Jesus. Hearing God's word, taking it seriously, we will face serious storms, serious challenges where we feel adrift. So we need help. We need to trust in God the same way that Jesus is shown to trust God. How can we have this same faith in God that Jesus has? I think we can only get this as a gift. It's a gift of faith, a gift of a certain fearlessness that Jesus has in that boat. And it comes from complete trust in God's word, his, mes- his message to us. And this is a gift we can only get from Jesus. We are so often like the disciples, scared when we follow Jesus into challenging situations. But the gift of knowing Jesus is that while we're in those situations, we can look to him. It's like having a friend on a boat who's, who's while you're stressing out, really calm, really cool, really collected. He settles our nerves. He helps us to trust in God's will, and he calms that storm. Jesus can only go into these situations because he has perfect trust in God, which allows him to act fearlessly. And that faith can be ours. That fearlessness can be ours when we look to Jesus. So, God's word to us challenges us. Now, some may be a minority of you and may hear this and think, great, I'm ready to go on this amazing adventure with God. You know, where's the most dangerous place? And send me there. Um, I'll be a missionary. You know, everyone will convert when I speak to them. Now, I think some people, a minority maybe, are called to this sort of work, uh, but I would imagine most of us are not. Um, But there are places we are called to maybe closer to home, that are just as scary. Um, There may be many reasons why God's word to us um, and wanting to put that word into practice may be really difficult. One example is something like being in a a secular work environment, um, feeling prompted by the Spirit to, again, someone you've maybe prayed for, maybe you've asked them about church before, Uh, Maybe you've told them about Jesus before. And then God's word comes to you again and says, I want you to ask them again. (laughs) That can be quite a scary situation because you're like, I've already asked them, what are they going to think of me? Are they going to not want to be near me? So, sometimes God asks us to do fairly scary things. But it's at these times that we can look to Jesus, see his trust in God. And let that strengthen us. So, I want us to ask this question today. 
what aspect of following Jesus really makes you worried, really scares you, really challenges you to your core. This could be many things, but all, in all these things that Jesus calls us into, one thing is certain. We can trust in him because he shows us how to trust in God. So let us dwell on that question, what scares us. And while we dwell on that question, fix our eyes upon Jesus. Jesus is in the boat with us. He remains cool, calm, and collected. We gain strength from him, from seeing Jesus, knowing his confidence and fearlessness. So I encourage you, if you've heard anything recently from God's word uh, and you felt convicted by the Holy Spirit about it, I invite you to pray into it, pray with someone else about it, and ultimately look to Jesus. Trust in God's will. And I want to give you my, my own example of this. Um, for a long time, evangelism really scared me. Um, I, I heard the, the passage from Mark's Gospel uh, read, go throughout the world and preach the Gospel. And it really scared me. Um, it meant I really needed to do something about this whole faith business. Um, this, this word led me to do more and more th- sort of evangelistic things, projects, and one project I was part of was um, with the YMCA, with St. Barnabas, with Helen um, and the team on the Fridays. Uh, and my purpose of my involvement was, was completely evangelistic. I wasn't there to, to lead the football match uh, or referee or provide refreshments. Uh, and this actually put me in a, quite an interesting space, um, a space where I actually often felt a little bit useless uh, from my perspective and from a quite a worldly perspective. All I was doing was putting out a few cones, um, playing football, hanging around, picking up some cones, and then cycling home. I wasn't actually a very good football player, so uh, the team didn't really need me. And there was more than enough volunteers, so they didn't really need me either. Because my primary aim in being there was to tell people uh, about Jesus, I did a lot of standing around looking a bit like a lemon. But after some time uh, and a lot of praying, I made connections with people, and at different moments I was able to pray for different members of the YMCA, and people were grateful that I was there, even though I was somewhat useless. Now in this, I, I had taken God's word to me seriously to proclaim the good news, and that actually pushed me out of my comfort zone, away from the shore, if you will to a place where I had to trust God. And actually, in this place, I I learned to pray. I learned to pray like mad, really. I remember praying prayers like, Lord, I don't know what I'm doing here. Show me the way, please. And as I prayed, I, I learned, if we hear God's word and desire to put it into practice and do that with Jesus, this allows new possibilities to happen. So again, I want to ask us this evening, um, and I've asked it already, but I'll keep asking it, because it bears more than um, one asking. 
what aspect of following God's word scares us, but what aspect of God's word may be drawing us into that thing that scares us. Let us look to Jesus, who shows total confidence in God's deliverance. May we become more fearless when we look to Jesus and see his trust in God, his heavenly Father. Now I invite you to uh, keep praying into this question of, of, of feeling fear but, but looking to Jesus, seeing his fearlessness. Um, and if, um, if you're feeling prompted by God's word to do something in particular, um, or you feel prompted to, to desire God's word and putting it into practice more, uh, I'm going to pray for us all. And if you want to pray this for yourself, um, please follow along in your hearts. Say this after me. I'll leave some space for that. So let's pray. Lord God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, thank you for welcoming me into your family. May I desire to hear your word and put it into practice. May I hear your word clearly. May I take it seriously. And may I follow in your way. May I do this even though this adventure seems unknown and risky. And may I always remember that even when I am afraid, you will guide me to the right path. In this, Lord, I will look to Jesus, our brother, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Help me and help us all to trust you more and more through your son, our brother, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.